For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO as we take you until noon. Music means Cappy's coming up momentarily. Well, as soon as we get a hold of him, uh, he confirmed this morning, so I'm sure he'll be with us. But we'll get the cap man, Frank Schwab, coming in here, yahoosports.com. Talk a little bit of uh, NFL with Frank. And, of course, he writes, in addition to covering the NFL, covers sports betting at Yahoo Sports. Uh, dot com. So with with your Bears, Trent Condon, mm-hmm. um, they're are they prime time again this week? Yeah, Monday Night Football against okay. the Vikings. That's what I thought. Caps not ready, ex- by the way. So, okay, yeah. not exactly the shiniest for the NFL to trot out there. Disappointing Vikings team, very disappointing Chicago team. Yet divisional game, I love it. Probably not going to do the ratings you'd think that they got last week with Cardinals well, and Sunday, Rams. Well, oh, I see. I thought yeah. you were talking about the, the last time the Bears were no, in prime no. time. Uh, no, probably not. But it should do a pretty good number. Right. It's a really important game. Look, the Vikings, um, very, very slim playoff chances, I think. There's just so many teams hovering around that seven spot. Vikings are clearly one of them. They've been so close in all of their games when you think back on it. This will be a fun one on Monday night. Uh, and then uh, the, then the, the following Thursday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is the penultimate Thursday night football. We will get to the finale. Is it still going right to voicemail? It rings once and then quickly goes to voicemail every time. I'm so going well. to send him, because he says he's sending him right by his phone. All right. What's the hotline number? Don't put it on in the air. <laughs> I'll send it to him. No, I just said I just okay. did. Um I think I did. So, you are you buying the Vikings clinging? Yeah, clinging still. If there was a, and I, and I know that Circa did prior a will they or won't they, but if they would, yes or no prop for you whether they get. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I'll ask you later. We've got the cap man. We're lining up Cappy right now uh, on the Bears, the Cubs, and all of those teams in the Windy City. Cap, Trent, and Ken, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. How are you, Cap? I am good. How are you, fine gentlemen, on this beautiful Wednesday where it's 64 degrees in my truck right now? Are you getting the winds that we're going to get over here later on today? 70 mile an hour consistently? No, right now? I don't see. I'm looking at the trees as I'm driving. Very little wind. Yeah, well, we're not bad right now, but as the day goes on, apparently we're going to get sustained 60 to 70 mile an hour gusts, so whatever that means. Anyways, Cap, uh, but looking forward to it as I always do our conversations, one of the highlights of the week. And there was some news made last weekend and then very quickly shot down that Trace Armstrong had been, 
uh, rumored to be in in line to take over for Ryan Pace. He shot that down, and of course, we, people started connecting the dots. Well, does that mean his client, uh, because Trace Armstrong is an agent right now, his client Ryan Day leaves Ohio State to come to the NFL, and uh, dot, dot, dot. Where are you on that, Cap? There's seemingly some smoke. Is there still, or has it turned into fire? Has it been put out? Well, first of all, I, I think I floated the name Trace Armstrong to you guys. I'm there that they're going to finally change the structure of how they're doing things. Trace would make perfect sense. Now, why would Trace give up a lucrative business where he's making millions of dollars a year? Mm-hmm. Not like you know has a good job. Millions. Mm-hmm. He's the second most powerful agent in college football. And as he said to a friend of mine, I just did Lincoln Riley's $115 million deal with USC. I just did Brian Kelly's $95 million deal plus incentive with LSU. He did Ryan Day's deal. He did Urban Meyer's deal. Like, the guy's making stupid money. (laughs) But does he want a bite at running the apple of an NFL team, the one that drafted him? I think... It intrigues him. He did not say in his tweet that he is not interested. He did not say he is never going to consider it. All he said was the conversation, to the assertions that I had conversations with the McCaskies and the Bears is patently untrue. Okay, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't once Ryan Pace is either moved to the side or fired. And he also represents Matt Nagy. So let's not forget he doesn't want to do anything that disrespects his client right. either. That's a good point. It makes a whole lot yeah, of sense. Yeah. People connecting the dots there with Ryan Day, of course, Justin Fields, his uh, quarterback when he was at Ohio State. Ryan Day, what does that do for you? Going the college route, a lot of people are just dead. No, no way that they want to see a college coach come to the NFL. Where would you be with Day or, frankly, any college coach? Well, not any college coach, but Ryan Day, I absolutely would be in. Done. Now, again, I've never sat and interviewed him for a football job. I've never sat and interviewed the guy. I'm just telling you from the people I talk to and the seat that I sit in, he coached Justin Fields. He runs a pro-style offense. He's been wildly successful, albeit he's driving a Rolls-Royce of a program and was handed the keys with a ton of talent already there. It's not as though he went and you know rebuilt some moribund school and he's dominating at the top of the market. But Ryan Day makes a lot of sense to me for all of those various reasons. And the fact that people don't want a college coach, okay, he's not just a college coach. He works for the Eagles and the 49ers. He knows how the NFL game works. He's never been an NFL head coach, but he was quarterback's coach in the league. He's been in those facilities and in those meetings and understands the day-to-day operations. So, yeah. Sign me up. Ryan Day be all in. Very intrigued. And he probably wouldn't punt fourth and less than a yard uh, late uh, in a football uh, game when you're down a couple of scores. Yeah, that was awful. That's terrible. Look, Matt, Matt doesn't look healthy to me. He looks, his color is not good. He just looks bad. And I think the weight of the world is on this man's shoulders. And that's unfortunate. He's a really good guy. But as he very eloquently said, look, I know what I signed up for. My wife, my four sons, understand the deal 
of what they signed up for when he becomes the head coach of the Chicago Bears. That is a charter franchise. That is a pressure-packed city. And he's a big boy. He's also making crazy money. None of us will probably ever make that kind of money. And so he'll walk away. There'll be no tag days for him. And I, I said this on the air the other day. There's going to be a moment when he and his wife are either eating dinner or they, the kids have gone to bed and they're having a glass of wine or wherever their next journey is on their life's adventure, and they go, you know what? I'm relieved. I don't have the stress of what's going on in Chicago anymore. So sad that it didn't work out. You move on to the next thing. Justin Fields, where you are watching his development, fun of the first half, big plays all over the place, but certainly inconsistent here throughout his rookie season. Where are we at right now with Justin Fields? Look, I still think he is a franchise quarterback. I do. I think he's being poorly coached. You know, you came out the other night. Did you guys see the first play of the game? Mm -hmm. They're in an empty backfield. There is no running back back there. (laughs) It is, we're throwing. Here we go. Okay, you've got an offensive line that isn't as bad as people make it out to be, but it's not great. You've got a quarterback wearing a Kevlar vest because he's got (laughs) cracked ribs and talks about, I manage the pain as best I can, but I'm feeling it on every throw. Why would you come out throwing the football in an empty backfield? And then as Brian Baldinger, who's a great follow on Twitter, and he said he got hit on the first four plays of the game. That it, I would tell Matt Nagy to his face, man, you're the nicest guy in the world. Your game plan in Cleveland was horrific. Your game plan in Green Bay, I know you got a punt return and a gadget play and another play for touchdowns. To put Justin Fields in there at quarterback and let him get hit the first four plays because you don't want to run the ball, and then to have a really good back who you guys know, I love David Montgomery, the guy and the player. He carried it one time in the second half. He carried it ten times for the game, and he averaged over four yards a carry. That is idiocy. That is the dumbest coaching I've watched in a long time. Mm. Well, Nagy said he was having a blast or somewhere along those lines, at least early in the game, Cal. Yeah, how much fun he was having. That's what it was, yeah. yeah what, did... coach, what coach says that? Yeah, I don't get it. It's, it's, uh, it looks like a coach who's got four games left uh, in, in his NFL career. Now, I, I did see something yesterday, and apparently this had been public beforehand, that NFL teams are, you don't have to wait till the season ends anymore, that there's a two-week window that opens up with two weeks remaining in the regular season to identify uh, and to find that next head coach. Do you think the Bears will be um, proactive on, on on their replacement? I mean, do you, do you see them doing taking advantage of that extra time period to go out and find their guy? Well, that's a great question. So the rule change is this. With permission of the other team, NFL teams in weeks 17 and 18 can now interview assistant coaches on other franchises. So let's pick just a random name, Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. If the Bears want to interview Byron Leftwich before the season ends, if the Buccaneers give their blessing, which they would, he can come meet with the Chicago Bears, whether they do that in Tampa or he comes up the lake or whatever it is. He can interview with them. Because the complaint from the really good teams were, you're not letting, if we go to the Super Bowl, we can't interview 
until that window between the NFC or AFC title game and the Super Bowl. That is meaning that a lot of the top assistants have already taken jobs on new staffs. We're getting penalized for having a really good team. So the way they combat that is, okay, you want to talk to Byron Leftwich or you want to talk to pick whatever hot OC and DC coach is on some of these teams, Green Bay or some of these others that are going to the playoffs. So that's how they've combated it. Well, the problem for the Bears is they've never fired a coach in season. Now, some of that is a skewed stat because their owner was their head coach forever. So he's not going to fire himself. Maybe that had happened. The other part of the whole deal is if you are truly, as we're hearing, considering blowing up the structure, and Ted Phillips is no longer president of the Chicago Bears, instead he's either out or president of business operations and getting a new stadium deal, then what do you gain and who's doing the interview of Ken Miller, the D.C. of the San Francisco 49ers? Who's doing that interview? George? Ted? Scott Hagel, the head of communications? Because there's no one else in the building if you're firing Pace and Nagy. So do you really need to fire Matt Nagy? I I, I guess you don't if you're going to go hire Trace Armstrong or Trent or whoever it is to run football operations. Well, whenever you get that hire done, then they can commence with that process. So could they fire Matt on Monday? They could. But I don't see that coming at least. If they're going to do it, what are we in? We got four weeks left. Yep. So we're going to week 14. If you're going to fire him before the season ends, it's either got to be next week after the Viking game or at the latest the following week. And at this point, what does it really do? It just doesn't they feel like gets a you in lot. front of the. I mean, yeah, good point. Yeah, it just it, those calls are probably already being made. Hey, Cap, before we run out of time, fill us in on what's happening with the Bulls going through the another postponement coming up their game that was scheduled for tomorrow night. We're supposed to play last night against the Pistons. Ten players have been on the COVID list. It's just something that we haven't seen at this level. And technically, they could have played last night. It would have been with a lot of two-way players, but the NBA stepped in. I'm sure certainly Bulls fans got to be happy with that, where you don't have you know a bunch of G-leaguers out there playing a regular season game against a team you feel like you're going to get a win against. But just fill us in on what's been happening over there with the Bulls. So they had up to 10 guys in protocol, and they're, I think, getting DeMar DeRozan will be released from the protocol potentially tomorrow if he tests negative. Uh, Kobe White was testing today, and he would be out of the protocol. But you're right. What if the Bulls finished one game out of having home court advantage in the first round because they lost four or five games basically playing minor league players or guys not even in the NBA because of the COVID protocol, and their team is 100% vaccinated uh, is what we're being told. It, it wouldn't be fair. And plus, how do you ask, you know, John or Jane Q. Public, hey, we want you to buy these expensive tickets to come watch Sunday night. Right. LeBron James <laughs> is coming here. But guess what? You're going to watch the Windy City Bulls take on the Lakers. <laughs> right. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's what people have been saying. And thank goodness the league listened. Uh, Cap, last thing for you. Um, Winter Winter Olympics on the horizon. Uh, the, the the hockey's tremendous if indeed we're going to get it. And I'm starting to think, the reason I'm asking, you're in NHL City. Patrick Kane's going to be a participant, I would assume, uh, off that Blackhawks roster. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury uh, as well for Team Canada between the pipes. 
Cap, uh, it, it's asking a lot because if you get COVID over in China, I'm sure you've seen the protocol, you're in quarantine for three to five weeks, and there's no getting around that. So you could go over there for two or three weeks and then have to stay an additional three to five weeks away from your family. Cap, I think it's becoming more and more likely that we won't see Olympic uh, hockey uh, coming up in February. Have you heard anything? I have not yet, but you make a very valid point. Very valid you telling me Patrick Kane's going to be away from his girlfriend and their new arrival, That's who's less than a year old, right. and he's going to be away from the Blackhawks so that he can play in the Olympics, which he's done already, so he's already experienced that? Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. And with all of the COVID raging, wouldn't be shocked if all pro athletes went, I'm out, not doing it. I wouldn't be surprised. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Hey, one more one other quick thing. Go ahead. I know you got to let me know. One other quick thing. We had Albert Breer on. Yesterday, who's a great guest, yes. very tapped in from Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com. He said he's hearing NFL teams, pay attention, Bears, are more willing this year to do what USC and LSU did rather than throwing you know your finger up in the air and going, oh, that guy interviewed well. I know he's <laughs> never been a head coach, so take him. That guys running teams are more willing than ever to spend big money to poach someone else's coach and he the two names he threw out sean payton who doesn't have a quarterback Mm -hmm. in new orleans and has been there 15 years and is a chicago guy he's from naperville and mike tomlin who doesn't have a quarterback going for because big ben's probably retiring would either of those guys intrigue the chicago bears i don't care what the cost is if i can get one of those two (laughs) my first choice would be tomlin but i'd take either one Sign me up. Cap, we'll get you out with a kind of interesting to me college basketball question. I saw, what was it, two days ago, I think it was, Chicago State was playing NIU at a game that started at noon. Chicago State has been, if not the worst, one of the worst college basketball teams for a decade. They're awful. NIU, a place where you coached, has really never had much success in men's college basketball. Two programs that you'd think would be okay, specifically NIU, though. I know it's outside of Chicago land, but in the MAC with the type, the pipeline you'd think they get, how are they awful seemingly every single year? So when I was there, I got there in 82, and we went to the NCAA tournament once, and then Jim Molinari was in there, and he took them, I think, to the best record in school history. He took them to the NCAA, and there may have been one or two other times in the I don't know, close to 40 years ago that I first got there. Why they don't win, I don't know. But many times I've looked at their roster and other rosters and gone, you're in the state of Illinois. When we were there, I was the recruiting coordinator. We would draw a circle no more than 200 miles from our campus in any direction. We could find every single guy we needed. Why am I signing a point guard out of Flagstaff, Arizona, to pick a (laughs) random city? When there's a million guys in the Chicago area in the state of Illinois, lower Wisconsin, Indiana, Iowa. Why? I don't understand what some of these coaches do. You tell me you can get a seven-footer, and you're not getting them at NIU if they're any good. They're going to the Big Ten or the ACC or the SEC. But if you're going to travel because you can get a big guy or you have some natural tie because the parents are Northern Illinois grads and they move to wherever, I get it. But how do you look at a roster and go, they got 14 guys on there, 13 on scholarship, and 11 of them aren't from Illinois. 
it never made any sense to me. David Kaplan, great stuff, Capper. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Have a great week, Cap. Thank you. You have a great one. See you, boys. See you. Good to talk to you. Uh, what about those two names? Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin is the new head coach. Yes, of- please. Yeah, yes, I guess. Yeah. Either yeah. one of them. Would you rather have an offensive guy? Don't care. Okay. I want somebody competent. Yeah, both of those guys. I haven't had one of those box. in a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. You didn't like Trustman? He didn't check that box. Jeez. Uh, we'll come back. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Centurion Stone of Iowa has Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. If you're in the market for manufactured or natural stone, an interior, exterior project, whatever it is, whatever size it is, whatever color you need, I'll bet you Centurion Stone has it. Over 200 color and pattern combinations. Uh, you can find them online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or check out the showroom. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. We'll come back. Frank Schwab's going to back up a few minutes. We'll do a little segment before we get Frank Schwab. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Is KXNO. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee. Their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. One for podcasting. Building a better community doesn't overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3 P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Mold and Vets. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Carver Hawkeye Arena. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Point Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Just kind of a heads up if you have kids, elementary, middle school, 
high school, uh, there's a bunch of Central Iowa schools. It looks like most of them. Yeah. Des Moines area public schools, elementary 1240 dismissal, middle and high school 125, Bondurant two hours early, Ankeny two hours early, Ames gets out of 105. Go to wherever it is that you go to find those announcements mm-hmm. just to be safe because it looks as though um, most are following suit uh, as far as early dismissal here today. It might be bad, huh? 70 Jesus. mile an hour winds sustained. What was derecho as far as wind? Did they top a hundo? I think so. I think okay. that was, and I think it was kind of consistent 90 mile an hour winds, if my memory serves correctly. But that was what, 20 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, something like that. This is supposed to be hours, Trent. I got to. Get my inflatable uh, Santa out of the front yard. Take it down. It's going to be in somebody else's front yard. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, If that happens. Hey, real quick, because this is a short segment. Mm -hmm. Frank Schwab had to back up a couple of minutes. We will get him. We're going to take a time out before we do. Um, Deion Sanders. You know, every now and then you come across, there's no way this guy will make a college coach. Why would he do that? Marshawn Lynch, you're telling me he's going to be on TV pitching every product known to man? Come on, there's no way. Deion Sanders kind of the same way for me. Remember his first game? Didn't somebody break into the locker room and yeah. steal his wallet and then it didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. It's just a terrible start. Did you ever think he would be a college coach? You know, you figured there'd be some guys. And going to an HBC, a historically black college, and trying to tap into that kind of pipeline. You know, we've heard so much about. And also the basketball level, you know, more and more people, more people in the community trying to almost restore those programs. Mm-hmm. Think back of what a big game Grambling Southern was. Oh, it was huge. Every single yes. year and on NBC and, yes. and the marching bands at halftime. Phenomenal. And it, it was a huge deal. Yep. And that has dissipated. So it's great to see him do that and do I'm that. I'm not minimizing. I think it's great, but it's just Dion? Right. Yeah, it just, he would Prime? not be the guy I would pick. <laughs> But he's still got some swag. He <laughs> just flipped the number one football recruit in the country from Florida State to where is he? Jackson, Jackson State. State, who plays in a bowl game this weekend. They do, yeah. The Heritage, what is it? No, not the Heritage, yeah. But they'll they'll play as early they after, and it's on ABC. It's the Celebration Bowl, celebration Jackson bowl. State, South Carolina State, eleven o'clock on Saturday morning. So we'll get to see Prime. Get to see Prime. Never thought we'd be seeing Prime with a headset on his head and a play sheet calling and and recruiting the way that he is. We will take our time out. Frank Schwab will join us next. One more segment to go. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan and so much more along with steaks burgers ribs and a children's menu for the little ones and don't forget about the chicken coops daily lunch and drink specials catch all the games at the chicken coop in ankeny urbandale into the holidays do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the world series it's been a while but the answer is 1993 do you know when wolf roofing started roofing houses That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf... Good bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO at 106.3 FM. 
And welcome back. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Final segment here on a Wednesday. Let's get to our friend Frank Schwab. He covers the NFL and sports wagering uh, for YahooSports.com. Frank Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thank you as always for coming on. You know, before we get into the uh, the football aspect, the sports wagering with what we're going through seemingly, um, what did we have, 75 players of the COVID list uh, Tuesday. There's been a handful of them already here this morning. Morning coaches, etc., getting tougher and tougher when you see a good number earlier in the week to jump on that number, not knowing once we get to Sunday how many players will be, you know, sadly caught up in COVID protocols. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I hate to, you know, say, oh, these, this is how, uh, you know, these guys catching this sometimes deadly virus affects your sports betting. But I mean, yeah. you're right. Like this, it, it reminds me of last year. I didn't make, I mean, I completely switched what I did last year and I, I basically made no bets until Sunday because mm-hmm. it was just, how could you know? How could you know who's going to play? I mean, me and, uh, uh, my colleague Scott Pianowski, we do a Tuesday show every week uh, during the season, just talking sports betting uh, under our Yahoo Fantasy flag. And yesterday was just kind of like every game. I was like, well, I don't know what to make of this game because I can't. I can't tell you who's going to be able to play. I can't tell you, you know, is is this it for the Rams? Like uh, the Rams are a really good example of okay, like these six guys I think were were ruled out on Tuesday. Are, are we sure that's it? Are, are we positive? Because I don't know if I'm getting, you know, all of a sudden we, you know, we get to Thursday and three other guys, you know, three of their stars are out. It's just, it's almost impossible. And yeah, I think for, for if you're going to you know, break this down into sports betting, which, you know, hey, we do, that's part of part of uh, that hobby, that you you just got to wait longer. It's just the only way you can do it. Even if you see a good line, you, you don't know what team you're going to be getting on Sunday just because of it just seems like this is kind of we're having an outbreak. We didn't I, at least I didn't expect to have this at this time of year. Frank, you were out in Vegas not too long ago. I saw you were making appearances on VEASAN. Tell us a little bit about the experience and any big hits? You uh, multimillionaire now? What's going on? <laughs> it was fun being out there with those guys. I mean, they're such leaders in the industry. They really I remember, are. Yeah, you know, I remember, what was it, five, six, seven years ago, whenever it was, you know, when they started having me on, and it was just like every other, you know, basically radio show I would do, We'd just be talking normal football, and then I'd go on with them, and it'd be like, wow, I could talk about sports betting the whole time? Like, this is great. I could talk about the Rams minus four? This is amazing. And now everybody's kind of gotten into that, right? Like, even we just talked about it, so it's it's fun. But they were the first, and it was fun. It was great. And, and by the way, every pick I gave on that show lost. Everyone, uh. every single one. It was just one of, those, one of those days where, you know, I mean, it's funny doing this now, where, you know, I'm sure I'll say, you know, I like this bet, I like that bet. It is far worse to put a pick out in public and lose than it is to lose money. Far worse. Yeah. Like I, I, I lose my money. I'm like, well, I deal with this privately. I'm mad. I throw something maybe sometimes on a bad beat. But you put it out there in the public. And, and I remember last year, the first day of the NCAA tournament with the 16 games going on, I believe I went like 4-12. and 12, And I just felt like I, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow. I'm just going to stay in bed the rest of the tournament. I just don't want to see anybody anymore. But I, I turned that around. But, um, yeah, it, it was fun being around with those guys. It always is. Uh, one, one more on this. Were you at the South Point Studios or the Circus Studios? Circa, Circa, nice. which, by the way, is an uh, unbelievable. We did our show there this book. summer at the at Circa at the, at the Vincent Studio. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, amazing. 
Oh, it's, it's, it's just that sports book is like, if you if you were to ask me at any point in any day, where would you like to be at this moment? I might be <laughs> like, well, that circus sports book probably is, that'd be my answer like 80% of the time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's get into the games and what we've got left is, no, normally we'd have a quarter of the season left, but we've got that extra game this year. But nonetheless, four games left. Boy, the Packers, I know you put out your power rankings. Uh, you've got them on top. Likewise for me, I feel that now the NFC looks as though once again, it's going through Green Bay and through Lambeau Field. What I did not recognize, and I'm glad you pointed this out, the historical start to Matt LaFleur's career. Um, look, we, we think he's won a lot of games, and he has, but I had no idea that he's about to set records. Yeah, I mean, when when I'm sitting there watching, I'm just kind of working, not paying half attention to that game Sunday night, uh, you know, multitasking, and they said his record, and I was like, that can't be right. He's won that many games. I think he's, I think he's right now. He's thirty six and nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And you know, you start looking into the numbers, and I had that in that post, like you you mentioned, that among there's only four coaches in NFL history who are at seventy percent, and John Madden's the modern day leader at seventy five point nine percent. Matt Lafleur is at eighty percent winning percentage. Like he is lapping the field right now, but it's the Mike McCarthy uh, kind of syndrome too, where we just give all the credit to Aaron Rodgers. We don't and whatever, whatever we want to say about Mike McCarthy. I, I mean. But we give no credit to Matt LaFleur. We just figure, well, he inherited Aaron Rodgers. He woke up, you know, he thought he hit a triple, but he actually woke up on third base. Uh, but I don't know that that's true. He has really done a good job this year. I mean, you look at the game at Arizona. Uh, they won when, when they had a lot of different uh, different issues going on. Um, and then they, you know, they, they just, you know, Aaron Rodgers drama, injuries, all this stuff. And I think Matt LaFleur's done a really, really good job. I think he's... He's really guided this team well. He's an asset for them. He's not just there along for the ride with Aaron Rodgers. He is an asset for them, and they hit a, a heck of a, a, a coaching hire with that. And even, you know, I mean, if we go back to the betting side of this real quick, I, I know Belichick's like kind of the runaway favorite to uh, win coach of the year, right? Mm-hmm. But what if that was for, what if they get the number one seed? At some point, and what if Belichick, what if they don't? What if the Titans get the number one seed? All of a sudden, I think at the end of the year, you'd have to say, why are we not voting Matt LaFleur Coach of the Year? What what does this guy have to do to get some respect? It's a good question. One uh, that a guy probably is not going to win Coach of the Year, but has turned things around four out of five wins, and that is San Francisco and Shanahan. Yeah. Getting healthy, Kittle went healthy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget oh. just how good he can be. What they've been able to do, getting you know Samuel involved in different ways, the running game. Certainly if Mitchell comes back, they always find a guy back there. What do we do with San Francisco? Is this... Is this the dark horse maybe we need to be talking about more mm. in the NFC? I can see them being the team that kind of ruins the party a little bit in that we're all going to be, we're going to get to January, and I think anyway, we're going to be like, wow, it would be an awesome final four divisional weekend with the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Packers, the Cowboys. Let's get it on. Hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, the 49ers are in there because they just upset the Cardinals or the Cowboys. Because they can. I mean, I don't know that they can make a deep run. I really don't. But they can and make life really tough for you. They can run the ball. They have those playmakers. Look, I was mentioning this the other day when I was on, me and Charles Robinson do the podcast every Sunday, and I asked him because it just kind of, the thought popped into my mind, has there been another good team who's kind of built around a tight end ever? Like, you know, I mean, usually like, there's been other teams with really, really good tight ends, obviously, but the 49ers are kind of built around George Kittle. He does everything for them. It's such a difference when he's in the lineup. He sets the tone for them, even blocking. He's such a, mm-hmm. he just kind of gives them a little bit of a, a, a spark. He, he gives them a little bit of an edge. 
He's just a great player. I mean, he's just, and you add him to Debo Samuel is a fantastic player too. The running game, the defense is pretty good, and they're you know if you're one of those teams, you know division winners, and you're looking at the wild card possibilities, you're saying I definitely know which team I don't want to face because I give me my shot with the Eagles, give me my shot with the Vikings, but I don't want to face the 49ers because they can do some things to make your Sunday afternoon really difficult. Speaking of sneaking in the back door, what if the Vikings do that? They got the Bears twice, other yeah. two games against the Rams and Packers, they find a way in as the seven seed, get beat in the first round. Is that enough to save Zimmer's job? Or even with that, is he more than likely out? I don't know. Teams are so, and I get hesitant to make big changes after they made the playoffs. I get it, I guess. But I, it just doesn't happen very often. How many times have we seen a, a team just clean house after a playoff berth, whether it's the seven seed or not? And I kind of wrote, you know, after the Lions game, you know, somebody to get in this. Yeah, I'm writing uh, right there you know, in the moment, and I kind of wrote like, "Wow, this is the end for this whole regime." Like, you, I can't like keep doing this. Like, at some point, you just got to make a change. And then after that, the next couple of days, I'm starting to look at their schedule, look at the rest of the NFC, and I'm like, they're still going to make a wild card. Like, they, the rest of the NFC in that race is so bad that I think the Vikings not only are going to make the wild card, but they're the one team in that like six and seven, seven and six range, not the 49ers who. You know, could make a run and win a game. Like I mean, if you're asking me, it's not Washington, it's not Philly, it's not it's it's the Vikings, and I don't know if that's going to be enough or not. I know Vikings fans are fed up. I mean, you can you can see that on social media that they're just and I get it. Like how many times does this team have to blow games for right. and just you just stick with the status quo? You're you kind of are what you are at this point. Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. Mike Zimmer is not a good coach or not a bad coach, but. At some point, you just got to say, well, it's not working. We're not getting over the hump. We're not passing the Packers. We're just trailing everybody. We're trying to go you know, 500 and make a wild card. Is that good enough for anybody? And the answer is no. And it might be a couple tough years, but I think that it's almost at the point where you just say, look, this ain't working. We got to try something else just to, just to shake things up and, and see if we can get on a better path because this one ain't working. Last thing for me, Frank, are you buying the, the Trace Armstrong, Ryan Day, the smoke in Chicago? Look, I don't think there's any way Nagy's going to survive. Ryan Pace may right. or may not. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of that uh, scenario involving Armstrong and potentially Day? Yeah, I could. I mean, and, and that makes some sense, I guess. But I, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I, it, 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 does the Urban Meyer experience just tell us that maybe, maybe it's just not really good leaving college coaches alone, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, some guys. I mean, uh, some guys have had success from that path, but uh, I don't know. More often than not, it just doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, there, there's changes coming in Chicago. I don't see how. I mean, I don't even really see how those guys came back for this season. And then you're four nine right now, and why go? Why go at it again with it with anything close to that group? So there's going to be a major change, but I don't know if that's necessarily the answer. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting because I think the fact that 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 franchise has had some good history, has a quarterback in place, it does make it a, a pretty viable place for uh, for candidates. I don't know. You know, I, I, we'll, we'll see which direction they go in, but they got to get this hire right. It's been a long time since they really hit a, a head coaching hire. Good one to get things started here in Week 15 tomorrow night. Chiefs and Chargers. Give us a quick preview of that one. And while well, we're getting closer, time to make a pick. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, the the Chargers won the first game, and this is basically an AFC West championship game because if you look at the schedules, the Chargers have the easier schedule, and they'd be tied with the tiebreaker clinched if they win this game. So I think whoever wins this game is going on to win the AFC West. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I just think their defense is playing a lot better in the first meeting, and I just don't trust the Chargers. They're like that Vikings bin of teams where it's just like – if they could screw something up, they're going to screw it up. Like they're just—it's in their DNA somehow. No matter the coach, no matter the quarterback, they always seem to find a way to blow it. So it's tough to trust them. I, I love Justin Herbert. I think he's a great player, yep. but right now it's still the Chiefs' time, and I think they're going to get it done on Thursday night. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, Wisconsin grad, and uh, you guys have Arizona State right out in Las Vegas. I want to yeah, say, yeah, trust me, I've, I've looked at flights. I've, I'll just say that <laughs> I've, I've looked at flights maybe every day. I, I don't know, whatever. It is Las Vegas after. After all. Frank, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you after the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for what you do for us, Frank. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Love that. I do too. Uh, Vegas for a bowl game. Well, they're going to have a major bowl game in 2024, the biggest bowl game, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, you, do you have a play of the day? It is time, after all, for the Circus Sports sponsor, Trent Condon, POD. 2 0 this week. Are you? You found two hoops games to bet on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, but Mr. Monday Night hit. You did hit. Nice job. Yep, you had the Rams. You are all over them. My Islanders last night of Texas A&M Corpus Christi with the cover. Did they cover? Oh, yeah. Yeah, against the Govs. So we're feeling good. Okay. This one jumped off the page. You uh-huh. know my love of the Dakotas. Yes. Let's go to South Dakota State. They're making their way down to Springfield to take on Missouri State. That was a team I really liked in the preseason. Preseason you did. They've been a bit of a disappointment. They've had some injuries, too. The whole conference has. South Dakota State's good. They play fast. They're fun to watch. they got a Hoover grad and Douglas Wilson on their team. They're big guy. He's really good. Give me the Jackrabbits getting three and a half here on the road tonight at Mo State. There you have it. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's play of the day. We are out of time. We're back tomorrow, but there's plenty of local programming still to come. Murph and Andy had won the Fanatics at three. It's Wednesday. That must mean Hawk Central is on the air. I'm anticipating a whole lot of recruiting conversation with Leistakow and company. Tune in and find out. We're Miller and Condit. Thanks for being here. Trent and I talk sports with you every Monday through Friday uh, from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 K.